You're listening to the Did You Hear Show. Yo, yo, yo. Morning, folks. Here it is. With your host, Jason Garvey. Yo, yo, yo. What's happening, folks? Welcome to another episode of the Did You Hear Show. Jay, how's things? Not too bad, bud. Another week in. How are you? Not too bad. You're looking fresh. Doing my best. Are you cold, eh? Yeah. Me fisherman's body warmer, so. Fair play to your sister letting you wear it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh, good. I'm not coming back for it. Yeah, it's just, it's just thing. Top of the head. Of the head no, you have no answer on that one. No. no. On the decks, we have Mr. Martin Murray himself. Martin, how are you? I'm all good, lads. How are we? Not too bad, yourself. I'm good. I'm happy. Happy today. Feeling good. Happy today. Good, man. Happy, we, happy, we're happy. not going to waste any time today, as usual, folks. So, today's guest is a local. Hero, winning Charity Hero of the Year, raising over 350000 for Pieta House. Appearing on shows such as The Secret Millionaire and The Most Famous Taxi Man in the Country. It's the one and only Mr. John Quinn. John, how are you, buddy? <laughs> well, let's, let, let's start it off right first of all. Pull that mic closer to you, John, as close as you can. And n- nearly eat it when you're talking to it, yeah? All right, no bother. Super stuff. How's things? How are you, John? Not bad. You're looking well? I feel quite good, yeah. I, I, is that the lack of finches or what is that? Be the lack of finches. <laughs> the lack of this place, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Do we have an issue with it, do we? Okay, I'll have a look at that now in two seconds. Um, right, John, we're having a bit of technical difficulties with this main cam. I'm going to go and fix it now in two seconds. Right so, off the bat. Right off the bat, yeah. yeah. It's, I should have kept an eye on it there. So, John, for those who don't know who you are, give us a little brief story about yourself and what you're about. Oh, my name is John Quinn. I uh, live in Clondalkin. And in 2005, my son took his life and I decided then at his funeral to stand up and ask people to come to me if they had problems. And it kind of snowballed from there. Then I met John Freeman um, three, four months later and Pieta House opened up in 2006 and I suppose I just became, I just say I'm a friend of Pietas. Oi. Nice way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and a very good friend at that, I'd say, John. Um, so Pieta actually wasn't around when you were, um, before your son's passing. No, no. Right. Sean, Sean died um, in 2005. And Pieta was 2007. 2006. 2006, sorry. And... Um, I suppose from the time when Sean died up until Pieta opened, I was dealing, people were coming to me. Mm. Um, I got up on the altar and I, I said at the altar, I said, um, like obviously it was a very young congregation there. Mm. And um, how, old, how old was Sean, John? 17. 17 years of age, okay. 17. And uh, I just got up and I said, look, there's no need for you to be putting your parents and friends through this. If you have a problem, come to me. Mm. Jesus, I didn't realise what was going to happen. Yeah. Well, you, you were getting re- seven or eight phone calls a, a week. And the other side of that is how many people needed help that weren't able yeah. to get it at the time. I, I, you, honestly, Martin, couldn't put 
just couldn't put a figure on it. There was, there was, it's just, I was dealing with seven, five, six, seven people weekly. It's crazy. And like we're, we're 17 years in since then. Yeah. And it's still, like people still always know you for that person to go to in the community to seek that help. Two phone calls this week. Two phone calls this week. Slow down, thankfully. Mm. Mm. But the schools, I'd have to say the schools in our area are absolutely super. Because if they see a child has a problem, they'll get in touch with the parents mm. or, a, or a guardian and say, we think the child needs to go somewhere for counselling. Yeah. So, and, and they, and like, obviously I know up in St. Kevin's, they, at the beginning, you could nearly walk into PA the house at the beginning. Mm. Now it's so busy. You can't. Yeah. And, the teachers would have brought, if the if the, if the parents didn't have a, a a car, the teachers or me would have brought them down. Right. How did you, John, become <coughs> an associate of Pieta House? Let's say, or a friend of Pieta House. Um, God, three months after Sean died, my sister asked me, "Did I want to go to a play in the Helix?" And it was three twenty-minute monologues. And there were three different stories of suicide. And there was questions and answers after it. And there was three girls behind us in um, school uniform. And, of course, my sister and Rainy kept saying, you're not going to ask any questions. And I said, I'm not to ask. Mm. So the girls, one of the girls asked a question as to why was there alcohol. She felt it very wrong that there was alcohol in the three stories. Right. So they were talking, and I just, Jesus, I have to say something here. So I just put my hand up. I came up, turned to the girls. I said, there is alcohol involved in most suicides. Yeah. I said, my son died three months ago, four months ago. can't remember the exact. And he had two bottles of Budweiser in him. Mm. Now, he had five, but he brought, the night he died, he had went over to the off-license got 10 bottles, five for him and five for one of the lads, brought them all into the house, raided the fridge, drank two bottles and gave away three. Right. So I started telling the girls this story and they started, they were, they, st- they just bawled their eyes out. So I, I had packets of tissues with me. So I'm handing out the tissues to the girls mm. and John Freeman was on the, the chair that was sitting there that night and she just said, I think we'll co- pull this to a close now. Right. And I was doing a talk in Collinstown the following week. And it was the first talk, first talk I'd ever done. Um, Sean Daly, who's um, a neighbour of Martin's. That's right, yeah. Asked me, would I do a talk to the fifth years? Right. And uh, I think it was fifth years. And I asked Joan about it. And we just became friends. She gave me her phone number, her house number, and I read it out to her. And she, Jesus, who, you know, where did you get this from? I says, I wrote it myself. And she says, that's perfect going into any school. So we just hit up a friendship from there. Brilliant. And she told me she was opening up a place called Pieta House. And I said, well, if you need that, just give me a shout. And that's where and the relationship said, began, yeah. What's anything? And I said, anything. Jeez. So, John, tell me, obviously, 
with uh, when it was Sean's funeral, you you had your speech and you said anyone <coughs> struggling come to me. Yeah, was in a way that your way of mourning his death. Like, w- did did you help others feel like you were doing a service for your son? I, I kind of left. I felt if I was helping other people through him, he this might sound absolutely crazy, but he he hadn't died in vain. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't like Jesus. I give me right arm if he was here now. Mm. Um, but it, it wasn't a waste. People were going to know, not Sean, but they were going to know that there was a way, other than taking your life, mm-hmm. there was another way out of it, and that's to go and talk to somebody. But back then, there was nowhere to like. If you tried to, if you were a teenager and you were trying to get into teen counselling. There was thirteen week, thirteen week waiting list. Yeah. Like thirteen weeks. Three months. You know that's a hell of an amount of day has gone by. Hundred percent. To, to be feeling suicidal. Mm-hmm. And one extra day is too much, John. Well, yeah, one day is too much. Mm. So um, I just got up on the altar and they all, they all insisted in the house that um. That I write down what I wanted to say. And I said, I don't need to write down. I know what I'm going to say. Yeah. But they insisted. They said, you'll get up there and you'll just get... They were afraid I was going to get blank. Yeah, you'll mumble. Like yeah, you'll, so yeah. I wrote it all out. Which, let's face it, could easily happen with the circumstances. Actually, look, yeah. It's... Do you know, this, again, s- sounds crazy. But if somebody asked me to talk about suicide, I'll talk all day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because I know, I have a fair idea on what I'm talking about. Of course you do. Course and you do. Um, I just, I suppose I I, got, I wrote it out. I don't know how many times I had to write it out because it, the ink was all blurry because I was crying my eyes yeah, out. Tears, yeah. yeah, tears were just dropping onto it. Mm. And um, I brought it up onto the, to the altar with me. And I uh, looked at the first two or three lines and then just left it there and spoke away. To the extent, I suppose, that Trini and Vincent, the eldest fella, had to tell me to, that they're, they're pointing at the watches. Yeah. Get off the altar, will yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, yeah. We've listened to enough of you. Yeah. But, like, I just felt that why should other families be going through the horrific pain that we were going through? Mm. If somebody... Just sit down and listen to fellas, girls, whatever. Mm. Just sit and listen. But that that says a lot about you, John. Like if you're like first thing that comes to your head is that no other family should go through this. Like you should have been mourning yourself when you were already automatically helping other people and trying to help other <coughs> people. And I'm assuming that's because of how much pain you went through. And like obviously when you understand how much pain someone is going through, you definitely don't want that to happen to anyone else. And that's obviously what you are trying to prevent from happening. Yeah. And that's why you are so... Like, yeah, my, my my first person to help was one of Sean's friends. Where I got a phone call from a counsellor. Um, Asked me, did, did I know such and such? And I, I did genuinely... Jesus, Neve, if you're listening, how are you? Mm. Um, I genuinely couldn't remember, and then 
Olivia just says to me, that's Vincent's missus. Um, Sean used to go out with her. So I went through Sean's phone, and I was going ringing her on Sean's phone, and I goes, Christ, I better not do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I rang her on mine. <laughs> but I was, seriously, I was that close to just yeah, ringing her on yeah, Sean's phone. Yeah, jeez, imagine. Oh, and, but I didn't, I, I, I didn't know what had happened. Yeah. I was just, I knew she was just missing. Yeah. So I rang her, and she told me where she was, and I said, do me a favour, will you? Ring your mum and dad. I've no credit. I said, somebody has a fiver. Go down and get fivers worth of credit and put it into your phone. Yeah. And, blah, blah, and I spoke with her for a while. And I, I, I hung up, and about five minutes later, I said, Jesus, no, hold on. So I rang her back again, and I says, give me your ma's number. And that man and dad had the maddest voicemail on their landline I've ever heard in my life. Right. It was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, in the circumstances of what we were going through, yeah, it was far from funny. But I look at it now and I, jeez, it was mad. Yeah. And I rang the mother and told her, but it wasn't till she she came to Sean's funeral the next day. That was that was the day Sean went to the church. So he was being buried the next day. So right. I I had told the father I wanted to talk to her. Mm. So I just told everybody to move away from me. Give me about twenty or thirty feet at the back of the back at the graveyard spoke with her and then I walked her over I said now stop I wouldn't allow them put any soil or anything in on top of the grave mm. I says look in there will you look in there how do you know you'd see Sean when you go in there I said you don't and she's now two kids yeah so that's just that's yeah that's brilliant must be a great feeling John when the story turns around <laughs> so Thoroughly, the whole 180 degrees is going in the opposite direction. Oh, you know, I, I look at I look at that girl now, and you know, I haven't seen her in a long time. Mm. But you know, the odd message on Facebook or something like that. You don't you don't forget <coughs> things like that, John. Though you don't like, especially I'm I'm assuming she was extremely grateful and thankful for your words and your advice to her. Like so, well, she got a clatter in the back of the head up. <laughs> When she was standing <laughs> at the grave, so yeah, but she was grateful as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Th- th- this is what I'm saying. Like you don't, like people don't forget that. That lives with people forever. And I know that through experience myself. You know, like it doesn't go away. You remember moments like that when you are struggling and you think you've known, and then some stranger that drives a taxi has a conversation with you, and you're like, "Fuck me!" Like that's after completely down a three sixty on yeah. me. So, John, I suppose like what. What advice would you have for other parents out there that went through what you went through? Because let's face it, not everyone goes the route you went and start helping everyone and start giving dig out to create a house, doing speeches and stuff like that. Some people just aren't built to do that. Do you know what I mean? I suppose everybody is different, as you, yeah. as you just said. For people, other parents that are going through this, if they're really struggling, they, they if if they're struggling to come to terms with it, they need help themselves. Mm. And Pieta do do bereavement for parents of suicidal suicidal parents. Right. Um, and to, to know, to, people often say to me, "What do you say to somebody when you walk up to them?" And this, I says, 
what do we if you meet somebody what do you say yeah why do you have to change it yeah how you how you what and they're looking here but you know they're shit Mm. because yeah you're not asking them are they shit you're just saying how you giving them a sense of normality and it's opening up the conversation and then you can go on and just say are you struggling Mm. and I suppose it works from there Um, but for any not just parents for grandparents like they say they used to say one suicide has a ripple effect of about 50 I think that's the greatest load of shite ever particularly if it's a young person you're looking at the ripple effect of 150 to 200 people because of the schools Mm. and they have to talk Mm. do you think the schools are doing enough John I know you said our two schools are Right. The two schools I'm talking about now would be Collins and Kevin's. And Kevin's mm. Definitely. Um, because I know it. Yeah. Um, particularly Suzanne Graham and Kevin's would have been involved with the, she, and she's involved with the darkness into light work. Mm. And she would have been the chaplain. Now she took a couple of years break. And um, she's back now again. And I I know for a fact Kevin's will be on top of it. Mm. Now, you're at the mention Kevin's and Constown there. Yeah. Like, h- how young should we start educating people on mental health? Like, like uh, should it not be like St. Mary's and St. Is it they, Bridget's, they, is it? They st- yeah, they say not to talk. Four years. Start at second year. Right. Well, I'd be starting a force year because mm. you go into most force years in any school, they all know what suicide is. Mm. You're not, you're not going in, and people are afraid. Jesus, if I mention suicide, will I put it into their mind? Yeah, they that's a fair in, point. Too. They yeah, already know it. what it is. But if if you think if I think someone's suicidal, I don't beat about the bush. Mm. I'll ask them straight out, are you suicidal? Have you suicidal thoughts? And if they say yes, when's the last time you had them thoughts? And sometimes it could be three, four days. I mightn't have had them for a week. And some people say, I had them today, yesterday, and day before, and day before, and day before. Mm, every day. And then when they tell me every day I'm on the ball, I just... Straight away, I ring PA the house. I need somebody. I need a cancellation. I need some somebody in there that's really, really in a bad place. Mm. Now, look, this probably isn't the right thing to say, John. But, but then w- say it. Would you have like a backdoor into PA the house where you would get? Do you know what I mean? As in, someone seeing the faster if they came to the yourself. Yeah, because of all the work you do. Um, they would take me word on it that if somebody's really, really right. bad. Yeah, because obviously you've dealt with so many yeah. people that you would analyse the situation well enough to for them to trust your opinion, basically. Yeah, right. yeah they That's, would. Yeah, and like some people, you know, and I, I, I would five minutes into a conversation, I'd say to somebody, "When's the last time you were you had suicidal thoughts?" Mm. Yeah, and if they say they're having them every day, I will then ring PA to and say. Can you get somebody in on an emergency? Now, there is... The National Suicide Helpline is run by PA to house now. 
1850-247-247. You can ring and they will, a counsellor will ring you back on that. Right. So you do have someone to talk to. Mm. Is that 24-7, John? 24-7-365. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Jay. Have you ever considered doing counselling courses or certificate certificates or anything considering? Because <coughs> you've helped so many people, yet, you know, like, sometimes it almost takes, let's say, business or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter how you help people, as long as people are being helped. But sometimes it's an alternative to going to counselling because that's such a... Sometimes that can be very taboo, can't it? It can be yeah, well, judged. Yeah, I right. Because, but I, after Sean died, I did think about going to college. Yeah. For about a year. And then Pieta asked me, uh, both John and Cathy asked me, would I, Cindy rather, would I go to college? And I just said, no. If something's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, you know, I said, at that stage I was helping so many people. Yeah. I said, um, firstly and foremostly, you go to college, you're not allowed to go directly in walking with suicide. You know, you have to to build it up and you have to do your hours on on that. I says, I'm not I'm not responsible to anybody. Mm. I just do this on my own back. And if I had letters after my name, I'd have to charge people. Mm-hmm. See, John, oh, I think it's perfect for you to, to do wh- what you're doing the way you're doing it because, yeah. let's face it, a lot of times when we're in taxis, a hard moments for us, we could be leaving an ex-girlfriend's house, we could be, you know, a- after the night out feeling shy. Like, we definitely need more taxi men like yourself because I'd say, like, h- how many people would you honestly reckon you've helped just from your taxi alone? Couldn't even put a figure on it. But this is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's all well and good. It's all well and good you being in PA house. I've actually sat with people and done sessions in my taxi. Yeah, I believe Because it. they didn't want it done in their houses and they didn't want to come to my house. Mm. So I said, yeah, I'll meet you. I'll, I'll meet you down the Nielstown Road or whatever. I'll pick you up and we'll drive off somewhere. Yeah. Making a fortune, yeah. yeah I thought, yeah, <laughs> I thought I mean, I keep the meat down running. Yeah, yeah, you want to go the M50, there? <laughs> M50, is it? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I couldn't. Sweet Jesus, I couldn't. I, I, I'd say 2012, well, what, 10 years on now. Mm. I'd say I, I, they reckoned the P8 in 2012 I had hand and part in getting people into P8 and the figure was in around 4,000 people Jesus Christ man. that's like a ridiculous that's insane and that was a decade ago yeah, yeah. so oh. from then yeah like you saw me texting a woman earlier yeah 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 and Jesus, she's in a great place now. She's absolutely in mentally mm. best place ever. And she was very close to taking her own life, setting the whole house on fire. Right. And um, she's she's like she's a super woman, mm. but she was in a very very bad place. And 
she's no longer in that bad place and she never, she doesn't let me forget it. And I, I, all I do say is, will you stop thanking me? Mm. And she, to be very honest, she's just, only for you. Now, she's done an awful lot of sessions in P8. And, you know, she, she she's, she's alive and well today. She's living the life. Mm. And, um, yeah, and she, you know, I suppose with her living that life, there's nobody standing over our heads now. Yeah. 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 And that must be a great feeling for you, John. You know, seeing all these people that you have sent that, like you said, you would be a good analyzer of the situation. So you would know how close they are to, to doing something. Yeah. And for you to then see them, let's say, move abroad or have kids, get married, you know, that that must be like, it must be almost like a proud father moment for you. Or th- like, that's what I would take from something like that, you know? Do you know, it's, it's funny. It, it gives you great pleasure mm. to see somebody. And, you know, we were slagging earlier the local water and all up in the hillstone. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I could be, you know, when fi- when Finches was f- absolutely flying, overnight I could have, there could be four or five people in that lounge that I would have helped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny people to say, jeez, you must never buy a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I wouldn't even nod at them. Yeah, yeah. Because... I'd be afraid somebody had seen me nod. Now, people would know I know yeah. them. I know the company. Yeah. But I'd never, I'd never say anything. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. As to... You're unintentionally putting someone's business out there almost. Yeah, you know and, I mean? yeah, and you, you just, no, can't. Yeah. Like it's, it, and it's, it, it's very proud to, to see that someone, well, loads of people, but like I started off, in the hopes of saving one person. Yeah. And, Jesus, was I happy saving that one person? Like, I was delirious. I just couldn't make Jesus know what. Mm. Yeah, now, you just look and you go, well. Yeah. You should take great pride in the John Pierre place. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. And, like, it, it obviously, you are leaving a legacy behind for Sean because who's to know if you would have got involved before that, um, John? Do you know what I mean? So it's it, it it's in Sean's name that you're doing all this and you're saving all these lives. You know what I mean? So like, it it's amazing what you're doing. It's amazing how you can turn such a horrible situation. Like my biggest fear in my life is losing one of my kids before me. I couldn't imagine it. Not, not right. And people have asked me to describe it. It's just so you can't. Mm. It's impossible. You know, it's I just say it this. And when they've when people have asked me, I said it's like having a hunger pain. The worst hunger pain ever because you have a pain in the pit of your stomach mm. and you eat. But the pain doesn't go away. Yeah. And uh, how did it affect your like your family, John? So obviously the brothers and your wife, like like Obviously, you're the man of the house. You feel like it's your place. You need to hold everything together. But how can a man hold it together when something like that is after happening? Like, like I can't imagine how hard it was for you. Like, was it that you going out talking to people? Was that like your therapy for you? Like, that was, was that my therapy. Yeah. 
Oh, it was definitely my therapy. Yeah. Because I, th- I suppose at the beginning, everybody that knew me, they knew Sean. Yeah. And they knew why I was doing it. Yeah. Um, but the, the house wasn't the same. Mm. Definitely. Fuck, it was quieter because Sean would be in out the door and the, f- the door would slam and he's halfway up the stairs. Three time outs in his hand. Jesus Christ almighty. But, like, Sean was, like, he was really, in a way, he was like a mini me. He was always helping people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, bothered a welder one day to fix, fix someone's gates. <laughs> <laughs> Never welded that in his Probably life. toned on the meter as well, did he? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and stuff like that. Like, I suppose, look, remember getting a phone call from a woman and Jesus, she was crazy. And she said to me, me, my brother-in-law's dead about six weeks. When does my wife, when does my sister come back to normal? Oh, God. And I was fucking blabbing away to her. And I go, six weeks? And I goes, my missus was and do lally for three and a half years mm. and she just wasn't right mm. and with that she walked in the door Rainy walked in the door with Moira um, she was a teacher over in St Bernard at school and I goes Rainy how long were you a bit do lally after Sean died and she looked at me and said how would you fucking know I says I've already answered it I'm just asking you she about three years Moira goes, oh, a little bit longer. And I says, I've told this woman that's three and a half years. And this woman couldn't understand. How was her sister going to be like that for three and a half years? She had that burying her bleeding husband. Mm-hmm. And I, in the end, I just said, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You don't know. You don't understand what your sister's going through. Yeah. She's your sister. But you, you, and you want to be there for her. And you're going to have to listen to her. And she's going to cry. And you're going to have to help her. She couldn't understand how it could last for three and a half years. See, it's it's hard to understand if you've never been in the situation. Anyone, l- like you said, Sean, anyone can imagine. I can imagine, and even imagining one of my kids going before me breaks me heart. But that's still nowhere near the pain of actually going through it, experiencing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, 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 like, it, it's, it's, it sounds like like anyone listening would probably call that girl an asshole. What's she doing? Like, leave yeah. her sister. Yeah. But realistically, she just hasn't experienced it, so she doesn't she, know. She she just wanted her sister back. Yeah. 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 And the other side of that is when you say it that way, that lady is thinking she's staring down the barrel of a three and a half year experience, but it's a one day at a time thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't look at it and say, right, I have three and a half years of this. No. You say, right, how do I deal with today? Yeah. And then after today, how do I deal with tomorrow? Exactly. And then yeah. you're just one foot in front of the other. Mm, well yeah. put, Martin. And, and like that, e- e- even you're saying three and a half years, it's not, it's a lifetime. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's still there. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Like, you know, look, we look at that horrendous murder on the canal. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. we're looking at it, looking at the late, late on, on Saturday night. Now, I'm, I'll be honest, I, I had tears in my eyes looking at the late, late because it was... Full tribute to Ashley Murphy. Right. I didn't see it myself. And Rainey is there, bawling her eyes out. She says, I know what that, what her parents are going through. Mm. And you're looking. And she does. Mm. 
you know, and it's just, you don't, like, I suppose, Vince and Olivia were to get married the year after Sean died, and they said to me the day the, day the funeral, Olivia said to me, we're cancelling the wedding. So we were down the cocoa, so I walked around, around the pitch and puck horse. And I goes, so you're going to cancel it? She says, yeah. I said, so when you are going to have it, is Sean going to be there? No, I said. Well, that's not. That's why you're not cancelling it. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't matter when What's you the have purpose, it. Yeah. I said. But at the end of the day, we need something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I suppose them plan. Look, Vincent was. Vincent was his brother. He was in the trolls. Well, and it's funny. I know it affected him, but I've never actually sat down. And said. I know what way. I didn't have to ask him. I know it did affect him. Yeah. Kieran stopped. Kieran was playing. Who was Kieran was playing League of Ireland? I can't remember. Pats, who. Pats, wasn't he? he was with Pats originally, but when Sean died, he went Monaghan. Right. He stopped playing football. Just stopped. Yeah, him he him hard, did it? Yeah. And then he asked me what I want for my 50th birthday, and I said, the size I pair of pretz. <laughs> he's slowly morphing into you John yeah and he goes Jesus dad if you're going back tr- if you're going back training the kids you don't need Preds on the sideline and he goes Preds are for, not for me they're for you you can't just go back playing football when you hit 50 you'll, yeah. you'll regret it yeah. yeah and he looked at me and he goes it doesn't matter go back Leinster Senior go back playing anything yeah he was some baller to be fair he wasn't bad mm. goodness shit Moni old fucker if you're listening to it. <laughs> 100% I played with him for a few weeks he's a moany <laughs> fucker. <laughs> he doesn't stop what's his son's name again? Rory. Rory yeah I managed Rory with Cherry Orchard yeah. and uh, yeah I, I heard his dad on the sideline a few times as well but yeah. uh, how was actually Rory getting on? Just he's in Esker he's under Colin Nataro. Would you ever get back into the coaching yourself John? Yeah you've done a bit of coaching yourself didn't you? Not a chance. No, <laughs> it was a lifetime ago. No, that's I look I done done Green for seventeen years. You had Mikey, didn't you? You yeah. were the one above me. Yeah. No, I'd had Mikey. I'd Mikey for a bit. He yeah. guessed it for me. Yeah. Um now my my first original team they they disbanded when we came back from America. Well they disbanded before we went to America, but they still got their trip to America. Mm. And uh, then I took over the next team. Done it for seventeen years, all told. So now, would I do it again? Not a chance. A lot of work, isn't it? People <laughs> don't understand no, what yeah, goes into it. Like, but like, I suppose I was the treasurer. Rainy was the secretary, mm. and our phone was the club phone. Right. So you were getting knocks on the door. Constant, every, yeah. It never stopped. Yeah. And uh, Rainy went the year before me. I didn't even tell her I was packing it in. I just went to over one. Then Tuesday night, and I says, I'm finished. What year was that? Do you remember? Don't know. I have the trophy still up in the house. <laughs> that, I that I didn't give out that year. <laughs> Davey Cullen, I think your name was on one of them. <laughs> He's another g- very good footballer. He was Davey. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Jeez, um, I don't know what year it was, but 17 years, I just had enough of it. I was yeah. just... That on top of everything else. And then I got involved in the horse project as well. Yeah. We, we'll actually touch on that now in a <laughs> second, John. So on the, on the obviously, speaking to everyone, doing all the talks, um, getting involved in football and stuff like that, did you ever feel like, or did your kids ever feel like y- you were kind of involved in 
in a lot and you didn't have enough time for them like were they kind of like because you, you you are a very busy man do you know what i mean did they ever feel like they were t- you were taken away from them a little bit did they ever want that daddy to pull back a little bit just can ring in and tell me if i did i don't think so <laughs> well, you don't think so <laughs> no i don't um, look, I, I suppose so look i suppose i was Kieran's manager originally yeah he broke my fucking heart he was the best player on the pitch. <laughs> you know, captain um, and all got his game yeah, every week. Yeah, now yeah. them we'll throw in pedals, freeze corners, <laughs> goal <laughs> kicks. Yeah, but, uh, he, he look, he wasn't. He was scoring on average 40, 40 goals. A all season. right, John, calm down. Then I don't. I was lucky. I don't. <laughs> I don't on McCormick then as well. And yeah, Gavin Kavner, Yeah, and Jolly Rogers. You know, who's who's the earlier? What? Yeah, I, I. I I did you create these stars, John? Did you? I think that's what it is, isn't yeah, it? I, I, Jose I, Quinn. Yeah. So, uh, Jose Quinn. <laughs> then there was, uh, we were running the bingo for the football club. Jesus, lost our arses on that. But uh, a couple of the lads came over one Wednesday night and says, John, will you look at them books? Or will you, will you get involved with the boxing? And I goes, no, go, walk and get me the books and I'll have a look at them. So they brought me back a copy and I says, but they're not books. It's only bits of paper. So I got involved then with the boxing. So I was doing the football and the boxing and I brought brought the, t- the two people up in front of the IABA. It took us nine months to get them booked out. And uh, I had said all along, once they were gone, I was stepping away. Right. And once they were gone, Greg Armand and the boys came in and took over and set up Quarryvale Boxing Club then again. Mm. And um, I stepped away then. <coughs> so Vincent was boxing at that stage. And uh, I suppose... No, I don't I don't think I neglected them. No, I, w- I wouldn't say I wouldn't, that. I don't, don't mean neglect. Neglect would be a strong yeah. word. Yeah, yeah, I don't, but... Could they have given them more time? It's not even that, John. I, I just know. feel like it, they, uh, obviously, like your therapy was was helping uh, everyone else. I just wonder, like, did, did it take away f- from them? You know, I don't think so. Yeah. That was a question. To be fair, that you like when you were saying it, I had it in my head earlier on as well because of the fact that, like, you know, your personal life, your taxiing as well, like, and then outside of that, there has to be a shut off. Yeah, you know, there has to be that point where. You just got home, grab yourself a cup of tea and put the feet up. You know what I mean? But whereas there's so many people that rely on you and depend on you that did it, like like Jay said, did it take away from your personal life? Uh, or, was it, or was it worse? I, look, I suppose at times, Rainy would say to me at times, when you, you know, I'd be having a point in finches and I'd end up talking to somebody Out in the smoking area for a half an hour. Yeah. Yeah, because the, and I, I'd be going. You can't really be talking in a pub. This is not right, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, I you know. And it 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 wasn't right, and but they just wanted they just wanted information. Yeah. So and then when you be you give them the information, you're walking away. I come here to like that, you know, but. Sorry, John. I don't do you know. think that was always looked at as, if someone's in the pub having a drink, and then they're talking to you, it's seen as. That's the person that has the problem. Look, they're speaking with John Shaw. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was always afraid of that. I don't know. I, I spoke to you in the pub for the last decade, John, and it never oh, yeah, even but crossed you my mind until they said it. Yeah, but, but you it, played ball. Yeah. 
Yeah. But but not only and that. And you grew up in Green. You grew up playing for Greenford. So yeah. Like really and truly, you're a past player. Yeah. Mm. But if if you hadn't been involved in the club, and you're talking to me for a half an hour, why are you talking to me? Yeah. And they never even crossed exactly. They never even put it together. Like you wouldn't think that because you know there's nothing. Yeah. But me and Jay don't know there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's a very good question, yeah. Jay. And you probably did have that picture oh, painted with you all the time without even knowing. Yeah, you, know? I, I, and you know, because if somebody really wanted to talk to me, I'd walk away from where I was, where I was standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd walk into a corner. Yeah. So if John's in a corner, that's yeah. when yeah. you yeah. judge yeah. the. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be, I'd be saying to him. You know, there's people here looking. Yeah, yeah. And they just like, John, I just need to talk to you. Yeah, and, and as well as that, drink would obviously bring out confidence in people as well. Good courage. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. sometimes it could even, like, I would nearly feel at times, John, you've probably been taking advantage of a few times in Finches over people just being drunk and talking absolute pony, to be honest with you. Do you know oh, what I mean? Talk enough pony myself. When, <laughs> when I have a few beers on me myself, I talk pony. So There's not a lot else talked about in Finches. Yeah. <laughs> pony. Yeah. It kind of works both ways. So John, you have obviously gone through the most traumatic experience a parent could go through. There's no doubt that you've obviously hurt in the past over it. You still hurt to this day. But yet, you've somehow always remained upbeat and positive. And it almost seems like that was the case from the very start. Like at the funeral, you stood up and you told people, "Yeah, come speak to me." You explained the story there a minute ago about the wedding. Like, why is Sean going to be at the wedding? Yeah. So why we cancel? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've always seemed to have that clear perspective from the start. How do you think you've managed to have that very early on after losing a child? I can, oh, Jesus, I don't know, but I, I can kind of say, put it this way: if you worry, you die. And if you don't worry, you're going to die anyway. So try not worry. <laughs> Put uh, asterisks, is it, beside that? It's an L on the head, isn't it? <laughs> John Quinn, 2022. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was me all man's sign. Yeah, well, look, you can, you can either. And I suppose... Jesus, Jay, I... I, I it's just, it, it's it's admirable, do you know what I mean? I, like, I, because I, I personally don't think I'd have the, like, the strength inside me to be that way. I hope you, you know what I mean. You see, you won't know till something happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope it never happens. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Just two That's f- probably not worth at all. <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. We'll use Paper. it. Paper. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I, I don't know. I, I suppose. I don't know. Can't answer. I don't mean to say. No, 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 I, I, I know you. I know you're not putting me in a spot. Yeah, I yeah. Just, I just can't answer it. Yeah, um, I ju- I suppose I d- it is the fact that I just don't worry. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I generally it, feel people that are a little bit older than us tend to have a stronger constitution that just yeah, kind of builds a bit tougher that, yeah. as well. Like I think that the more and more it goes on, it kind of dilutes, and people yeah. get a little bit softer and a little bit like the time soft, and it gets a little bit easier. Like there's more money and things are a bit more affluent, yeah. and but like older people had real struggles. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they're a little bit tougher, built yeah. a bit different. Do you know what I mean? 100% agree with that. No offence to you. And age, J- John, you could have went two ways. Uh, th- th- that's the way yeah. I look at that situation yeah. is you can either mope and stay in bed and be upset all the time or you can go out and make a fucking huge change in the community and become the local hero. Do you know what I mean? Um, you got rewarded for it. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, what was that like? That must have been probably the best achievement of your life other than your kids, was it? What? The <laughs> award that you got for... Oh, 2012. Yeah. 
charity hero of the year. Yeah. I suppose I was put forward for it in that 2011. And they reckoned that I'd come fairly close to it. So then P8 asked me, would I go forward again? And I goes, no, done it once. I'm not doing it again. And uh, I was sitting down in the office and he goes, think of the publicity we'll get out of this, John. P8 said that? Yeah. And right. I'm going, yeah, but it's fucking me that's going through it. Mm. So, um, yeah, I won Charity Hero of the Year in 2012. And, yeah, it was a, look, it was, a, it was an honour. It was better that PA the house got a thousand euros. To be yeah. honest with you. Mm. Um, the award was a nice piece of crystal. I couldn't even tell you where it is, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, but it's great to get recognition, it considering how much you put into it. <coughs> yeah, look. Exactly, you're being recognised for all the good you're doing in the community. And John, we've got so many messages from when we put up that first post, yeah. like people being um, in admiration here. Well, <laughs> we got a few of them as well. Um, but now uh, everyone's saying like he's helped me, he's helped me. And John, uh, I don't know, you probably don't remember this, but I reached out to you at one stage. I, I don't know what it was about, but I remember speaking to you very early on in life and it was after your son passed away and we had a good... Jeez, I probably talking for three hours, John. I don't know. The second time was in Finches. You'd have been skinnier then, wouldn't you? I lost skinnier, yeah. yeah. Handsome Why bastard. Like, <laughs> this is the fella who ate that fella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. And Jay, you had a conversation with John as well, didn't you? Like, yeah. Literally nearly everyone that I know that struggled, John, had a conversation with you. Do you know what I mean? So that's like... Again, it's testament to that award and why you got it and that people do genuinely recognise all the good that you are doing. And that was one of the main reasons I wanted you on the podcast, John, because I wanted to remind people the good that you'd done in the past that they fucking forgot. Um, th- there was a show that you went on, John. Um, well, you didn't go on. Well, actually, this is kind of controversial. I wanted to talk about this. The Secret Millionaire, yeah? Halfway the balls. Halfway <laughs> the balls, right? So, that show, was that all put in place? or No. Right. Did you pick him up from the airport? No. Houston Station. Houston Station. But he was already coming to Kandakan. Yeah. See, that's where I was like, ah, fuck that. That's set up. What's the chances of John, of all people, literally everyone in Kandakan or around Houston Station, picking this guy who who's already going to fucking Kandakan? The head's like, in the hands, Johnny. You're not telling us something. No. <laughs> Honestly and truly, I, I was pick, uh, it was arranged for me to pick up a fella. Right, yes, but, it's, but no, but you but, didn't know. No, I hadn't a fucking. That's what clear. I thought. That's what I thought. I was asked, would I do a job? Yeah, that's yeah, what course. I thought. Right, and Grant. There you yeah. all go, folks. That's it. We can shut up about that now. I'm and, then, and then <laughs> public users come over and goes, "Can we put cameras into your car? Can we take the headrests out?" And I'm going, "Yeah, fuck." <laughs> <laughs> At Houston Station, you could be yeah, selling your I'm car. Going, you know? <laughs> She's and knock on your meter there now. I'm going, jeez, meters running and this, and they're taking out dirty. I don't know how long they were in the car. I mean, yeah. meters clicking away. Right, happy days. You're rubbing your and hands. I'm just, <laughs> fucking sitting outside Houston. <laughs> and I goes, what's the beef here? He says, there's a fella coming up, and he's coming up to get involved in the area to do charity. He um he had uh, he had a business. Yeah. He had a farm. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And he put the farm down as collateral for some ingenious idea he had. And it failed. And the banks took the farm up and he's now doing charity work. Mm. So we're driving out. And fuck, fuck. I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm blabbing away and blabbing. Away. So I got talking to him. Yeah. And uh, 
Then they had me driving up and down Cunningham Road, go up, turn around, come back. It was fucking great. Just for shots, like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'm just clocking them, right? <laughs> <laughs> a lovely straight bit of road as well, Cunningham. <laughs> you know, I just breathing quality, like. Pick you up again tomorrow. Yeah, you have any idea where the meter was at, around? Yeah, they, they, they didn't give a shite. I was looking at what the meter was at. John's texting under the sun. We need to get dressed. We're going out when I'm home. Get the red panties out. So that was fine. And uh, we're driving up and he, we came to, to the ark and he goes, would there be many drug dealers around here? And we've been talking about Bernard Dunn all on the way up. And I says, I know Bernard. Mm. He goes, I'd love to meet him. I says, if you want to meet him, I'll get you. I'll, I'll, I'll organise it. And he's going, are you serious? I says, yeah, I know Bernard well. Yeah. I said, we would have called <coughs> him. We didn't call him Bernard back in the day when he's, like he played for Greenford. Mm. And um, then we get to Kevin's. He goes, well, there are many dr- drug dealers around here. And I goes, I'm not talking about that. So all I said, and don't put that in the programme. Whatever you're doing, don't put that in it. Mm-hmm. I says, I'm not talking about. And then I remember my old man, Lord Tamerson, was f- from the country. And uh, he used to always say, you know, the city is a very, very busy place. But it's so busy, it's lonely when you come to it. Because you know nobody. We're driving by Finches and I says, I'm going for a point in there during the week. They fancy going for a point. Bingo. They started talking to me. Mm. And they asked me then, would I, would I meet him and do bits and pieces with him? Yeah. And yes, if you've seen the show, he knocked on the door the day, the day he was coming in with the check. Yeah. Ah no! Well, look, that was all legit. Like you can see, yeah. you can tell. Well, I, I, I was going to say to him, Jesus, only he was from, he wasn't from Dublin. <laughs> like you in court, you're fucking all dressed up. You're coming yeah. around like in a fucking old jacket all week. Yeah. And he handed me the twenty five grand. Mm. Now, uh, as much as you didn't know anything about the donation, did you have like was there something telling you like there's something more to this? Or? You know something, honest to Christ, lads. Mm. I looked at Secret Millionaire. I don't know how many times in the past on Channel 4. Yeah. And I used to look at that and I'd say, how can them fucking idiots not, not cop on yeah. that this fella's here? Yeah. And he's he, he's fucking playing with you. He's reeling you in. Yeah. And I was reeled in. Yeah. But genuinely, I was no, I believe, I, I believe you. Like I had him up in the field. 100%. I had him up with the horses, mm. with Big J for Simons. Yeah. And like... He'd fucking blabbing away to Jay about charity work as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just... No, uh, listen... Line and sink, I yeah. just didn't ring any bells. Not it was all, a no. great watch, and obviously it was a lovely donation from himself. Did, did you stay in contact with him? Is he still floating about? Regularly. Fair play. Yeah. He, um, when we brought the cheque down to PA to house, John Freeman bawled our eyes out. Because... That was, going, lump, yeah. well, that was going to pay the wages and they had no money to pay the wages. Oy. Back then it was, PA then was very small. Mm. And he whispered in our ear and he'd already said it to me. I'm going to set up a PA to house. Because of what he's told me, I'm going to set up a PA to house for the rest of my life. Did he do it? In the middle of June. Brilliant. Fabulous building. 
The middle of June as in... No, the middle of June. Oh, sorry. I thought you said June. <laughs> sorry, lads. No, it's in the middle of June in Galway. Right. Galway, yeah. And, um... Not from Galway, no, John. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I don't we'll, fucking... We'll set that one out, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they didn't do any geography. Um, it took them a while, didn't it? June last year? About a year and a half. You had it set up inside... It opened up the whole lot inside a year and a half. Except really what brought down for the official opening. Again, caught by the balls. It was me, him, and John Freeman sitting up the front. Right. John gets up to do a few, say a few words. Yeah. And he goes, Jesus, I haven't even a speech wrote, wrote out. And I goes, just go up and wing it. He says, I don't even have bullet points. I says, John, you're a businessman. You're used to talking to people. Yeah. Won't be a bother to you. And John Freeman stand there and says, and I'll finish up now and I'll just call up the main man. And I hit him with me elbow. I says, up you go. John Quinn, come up and say a few words. <laughs> I fucking nearly planked myself. Gary done that to us at the Christmas party, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, horrible. Full of gargle. All I wanted you to do was thank everyone for coming and you didn't even do that. I did that, you he gave did. me a broken mic. We both did. <laughs> <laughs> and then Top Notch started rapping in it. Yeah, oh, Martin Eastwood was the star of the show. You made John, while we're on the topic of Pieta House, right? So we got, we got a few messages the other way. Right? Yes. As in the amount of money that they're on and stuff like this, right? So I wanted to get your opinion on it, right? And the first one is after kind of I'm leading into it because of what you mentioned about Sean the night of his death, right? Yeah. So we had two bottles of Budweiser. Now tell me if I'm wrong, but PA a house don't take people that have any alcohol issues or anything like that. Is that correct? No, they don't take people that are addicted, right? Because if you have an addiction. And people are probably going to, I don't mean, to, I can only say this the way it is. Yeah. So those people that are in addiction and those people that are listening that have family members in addiction, I don't want you to think I'm not being sympathetic towards them. Mm. I am. But if you have an addiction problem and you're suicidal, Surely you have to deal with the addiction before you deal with the suicide. I agree with that. There's one woman. She's a woman now. Um, and she went down to PA the house and used my name. I had no problem with that. Yeah. But she sat in the toilet goofing for 45 minutes of the, f- of the 60 minutes. Right. So for the 45 minutes that she's sitting in the toilet locked in and they couldn't get her out surely she should have been going to somewhere to deal with her addiction Mm. because the suicidal thoughts now I'm not a counsellor folks so I'm not saying this to you you I'm saying this to people listening surely you have to deal with the addiction if you're addicted to coke heroin weed or tablets Mm. Surely you have to deal with the addiction. I would agree with that, John, until it's an emergency. Like, if it's an emergency, I don't think... But if someone's, if someone's out of their cap, you can't talk to them. Yeah, no, let's not say they're out of their cap. Let's say they are de- dealing with alcohol. And let's say they're, they're coming down from it. 
and let's say something happens in their life that has nothing to do with alcohol, but they're still known as an alcoholic, yeah. they shouldn't be turned away, in my opinion. Well, and I know, look, everyone, ju- just to make things clear, John does not own Pieta House. John is just a, a part of the family. So, yeah. yeah, so, like, no one can judge John for anything that Pieta House are doing or whatever. So I'm literally just no, asking I, I, yeah, well, sec- I have set with addicts. Yeah, right. I have over the last number of years. Mm. And the first thing I would say to them is, do you need to go somewhere for your addiction? And we'll see what we can do. Mm. And the first place I would ring would be CASP for information. Yeah. And that's fair enough, like, like I said, what you're saying is very logical. It makes sense to me, like, because... Now, I know PA are changing their status on addiction. Right. Well, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, l- like I said, just in case of emergencies, yeah. if like you said, you had a couple of emergencies yourself, John, where you're like, right, these need in now, yeah. and you've been looked after. So I don't think because someone like if one of them was a drinker, or, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't. Yeah. It, it it is discrimination to a certain extent, in my it, opinion. It, it is, but you know, like you I I, I I I still think yeah. if you're, you know, if if drugs or alcohol has taken over your life mm. well you have to deal with what has taken over to me you, to, to get healthy again you have to deal with what has taken over your life yeah. and then go on to lead a new life like I, I have a friend she doesn't live in this country and I think she's she's about 11 months dry at the moment right and I know she's listening in. And I only said to her the other day, how's the dryness going? And it's good. Yeah. But she had to deal with the dryness and get dry and then deal with her emotions. Mm. And let's face it, a lot of the emotions stem from the drink or the drugs. Of course it does, Do you know what I mean? So I do completely understand the stance on it, but it doesn't mean that I agree with it. Do you know what I mean? There is, is, like, the the beacon of light, John, I went there when I was struggling. um, And, like, as far as I'm aware, they they take anybody. They'll take, yeah, the beacon does. And they're they're great. I've sent lots of people to the beacon as well. Yeah, yeah. And, And like that, you know... They're, they're, they're short of cash as well. 100%. I, d- d- I was speaking to you before yeah. the show saying yeah. oh, I give as much as I can. Yeah. My job helped me out with that. And yeah. um, we actually, I rang Jeff um, only last week yeah. saying that, actually this week, that we uh, I wanted to do some work for him. He said he needs the place painted so we're yeah. going to try and donate a couple of hours. never after well. Yeah, I agree I with that. that. Yeah, it was I quality. Yeah. And it, it, it just it stood what the building was for. Oh, sure you know everybody what I mean? knew what it was. Yeah. You know, when you were trying to explain to people Where's the, be- where's the beacon of light? You go around that road and you'll see a massive big mural on the yeah. side of the wall. What is it? It's blue. Yeah. You can't <laughs> miss it. It, it was basically a big lighthouse, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, Absolute. it was. Uh, was the neighbours complaining about that or I, what was the story there? I never asked. I just thought it was gone. Right. And I'm going, Lord Jesus, they're after taking. Like, everybody knew what it was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sorry for two seconds, John. Amelia, I'm just in the middle of a podcast, babe, okay? Night, night, and I love you, and I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? No, oh, I have lovely. to go, babe. That's lovely. <laughs> she always does it. She's taking She's pictures taking of me picture. now. <laughs> John, just on what you were saying there about the addiction, how deep do you think the correlation between alcohol and drug abuse is and people needing to avail of services such as Pieta? Look, there, 
think we all know the massive problem. Epidemic. Yeah. Of of coke. Yep. And smack. And it's not like years ago where you stood on the corners and you waited for someone to do their drop. It's all done by phone now. Mm. On demand. We live in an on demand era. You know, yeah, Snapchat yeah. seems to be yeah. the way. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. You know, and look, it's, it's not going to go away. Mm. It's not. Um, I, I would genuinely say that we need more beds for people that want to go into treatment centres. Yeah. I agree um, with that. It's meant to be very hard for addicts to get. You can't get into a treatment centre at the moment. Very hard. Genuinely, you can't. I t- Jesus, I had somebody going down to oh, Kilmira down. No, it was a Kilmira. The one down. Kilmira? Kilmira. It's down in... Um, Cherry Orchard? No, yeah, there's another one down on the Limerick-Kerry border. And he got down there. And he had, w- he had weed in the system. But he took the weed at night. To help him sleep. Because he was an alcoholic. Yeah. And um, they wouldn't take him in. They said they'd have to put him over to the drug centre. But they knew he, he wasn't addicted to drugs. It was alcohol. But once he went into the drug centre, he just... So, but that he had to go down without anything in the system. Mm-hmm. So he had to come home for four weeks. Oh, fuck. So he's, he's testing his urine. Every week, and I'm going. Look, it's not going to. It won't be claimed for. I went over. I spoke with the mall and Casp, along with it stay in the system, four to six weeks. Fucking and, hell! You know they're saying. You know he was saying, "Oh, jeez, if I drink loads of uh, lemon, mm. it washes it out." But Apple cider vinegar, yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. So. Four to six weeks. In the end, he didn't go back down. And this is what I'm, this is exactly what I'm talking about, John. Like situations like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It has a it has a big effect. But another question we got in then, obviously, and look, this isn't. Let me just say, first of all, Pieta do amazing work. They really do all over the country. They are the biggest mental health charity in <coughs> Ireland. Charity. Um. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And do you know what? I I just say this that. If one of you three were to present yourself, nearest hospital to here is Tala. Yeah. yeah. You present yourself to Tala Hospital. I'm suicidal. Mm. They let you out. Yeah. I've seen and your they, post on that. And they give you the phone number. Mm. Fuck me. The HSE is giving you the phone number of PA to house to ring them. Yeah. So if you're suicidal and you tell them you're suicidal, why are they giving you the fucking phone number in the first place? Mm. They shouldn't be giving you the number. Shouldn't be letting you out of the hospital. Well, no. Well, look, we had a, somebody who died during the week who walked out of the hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, imagine the guilt. Like, that's insane. Like, you turned that guy away and he never made a home or whatever, you know, that's or that person. I, I remember at the beginning, sure, about two years into me doing this, sitting in St. Mark's with a fella. For about eight hours. They couldn't get a doctor to come out to him. And 
they had told him he needed a doctor, but yet if he went up to Tala Hospital, he'd have to sit in A and E for eight, ten, twelve hours, whatever. Yeah, his mother was Arthur, cutting him down from the attic the night before, and thankfully, Christ Almighty, thankfully, he was alive. Mm. And the doctor was saying he had a medical card, but because he hadn't seen a doctor in so long, because he wasn't sick. The, the job I had, I was doing the, all the phone calls for the, for the mother because she was a nervous wreck. She was gone. Mm. Oh, no, sure. No, no, no. The, one of them dupe docs or whatever, whoever you were ring doctor on charge. Yeah, but he hasn't seen a doctor in so long. As, as his medical card is on. It's it's not on hold, but there's no... I'm going, you do realise what you're saying. Mm. Now, they got somebody to come out from eight or ten hours later. Yeah. Which could be too late. The bureaucracy around situations like that is yeah. fucking maddening. Like, so what the form's not filled in or whatever. You, your, your job is to help people and you're being told he needs help. Yeah. Like, fucking help. Like, look, I, I had, Jesus, I had Sean in Blanchestown. And it was after being in Selbridge um, with all the lads and Mark McCann had one in Nice few bob on the horses, and he threw Sean fifty or sixty quid, mm. and uh, Sean decided to have a drink. He was sitting there all day drinking pots of coke, and uh, he came home. It was Father's Day, two thousand and two thousand and six, about three months before he, two months before he died, and uh, we ended up in Blanchestown Hospital in an ambulance because he was hyperventilating. But he had a few beers. Mm. And uh, the ambulance, they, they just brought him in, spoke to him and spoke to the doctor. Doctor, they actually let him back out into the waiting room on his own. Now, Blanchestown Hospital is, it's dark old spot. And uh, we went back in and she said, Jesus, you're very lucky. There's a psychiatric doctor here. And I said, that's fucking great. Maybe we'll get somewhere. Mm. And doctor says, think think I'll send send a letter to the Rutland Centre. So I let the doctor go on and I goes, Doctor, you do know what the Rutland Centre's for, don't you? I says, it's for addiction. I said, I do, since he tried to take his life, I take a urine sample off him every week with the fear that, not that it's dirty, the fear that he's going to try and overdose again on tablets. Mm. And they're not it, his urine's never dirty. He does he's he's anti drugs. Oh well I'll send a letter to your own doctor. So that's what. Two thousand and six. We're still waiting on a letter. Now, we came he they just released him. We came out, I felt sorry for a taxi driver. Got into a taxi in Blanchestown. And uh a taxi driver's in finest of form and he goes, Jesus, you are off side tonight, lads. And Sean just, Sean's sitting in the back and goes, yeah, I tried to kill myself. I wanted to kill myself tonight. The fucking taxi driver nearly died. Mm. And he looked at me and she's telling the truth. We got him home and Rainey's sister was up from down, I think it was only Judy was up from down the country and John walks in and goes, anybody fancy a fry? Three or four o'clock in the morning. He was fine though. He mm. had just passed him. But he should have been kept in. 100%. Somewhere yeah. because the, 
The first time he tried it, he took 147 tablets. Household tablets, by the way, everybody. Yeah. yeah. And if you're wondering what 147 tablets was doing in my house, if you all look in your presses, you'll see the same amount. Mm. You all stockpile of stuff. You buy a box of paracetamol, you treat them, they're up there. And then Which is the worst tablet in the world. It's great, great headache tablet. But if you take more than the dosage, yeah, it affects your liver. So, John, do you think that if Pieta was around before Sean, that he could have been saved? I've said it. I, I, honest God, Jay, I don't know how many times I've said this. If Pieta House had opened up a year earlier, I think Sean would be alive. That's how good it is. Mm. Their job is to save lives. Do you find that bittersweet, John, at all? No. No, it's yeah. just... Take pride Lose in what you can do going forward. What can you do? You know, look, you could... You could... Fuck, I wish I was there. You know, I genuinely, and I've said this in... I don't know how many programmes, in other interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, I genuinely think... If Pieta had have opened up a year earlier... But... Yeah. Is, is there any people in Pieta who have gone through the same experience as yourself, like members of staff who work with, who relate to you or understand where you're coming from as well? Like, or oh, they all understand it. Yeah, well, I suppose we they, can they, understand they do it, understand can, it. Can they like? Have, are they in the same boat as me? Yeah, I've never asked them. Hmm. Oh no, and that's no, that's their I, own business. Yeah, I would you never know, ask. Curious if if you knew or whatever. You no. know what I mean? Because sometimes, like, I would just imagine. You see, I wouldn't go out with them. I, 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 I wouldn't go for a drink with anybody. Oh, no, I, I, I That's suggest that, no. No, but they're not friends. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You literally just send people down and stuff. Um, a- Another question we got, John, was regarding the pay that yeah. s- some of the senior people are on. What's, like... What's me view on it? Yeah. You want monkeys, you pay peanuts. Right. If If... If you were to Google the CEOs in this country Start of all the charities and their wages, you'll find that they're not very far off the but wages of Pieta. Is that not a I'm question of two wrongs and a right, though? I'm, I'm not going to yeah. say that. I'm not. What I'm, what I'm saying is most of the CEOs seem to earn that sort of money. Is it too much? Fuck yeah. Mm. But... What do the CEOs do? I, I don't really know. Yeah, I, I don't I, know what. I don't know what. And just on that do. point, yeah. Jay, just on that point, as you said, like the, the CEO of Pieta House earns X amount, and you've heard it the work they do, and then you hear what the HSE does and turns people away, and people who are going in there and saying, "Look, I'm suicidal. I'm sent away that night." This yeah. CEO is on nearly half a million a year. Yeah, he got an army driver and expen- and made expenses then about his car as well. Yeah, mm. it was just in the paper the other day. So the government ones are fucking you over hard, buddy. I know. Look, I know. Look, I am not. The I, know, I know it's not you, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Look, but you know, obviously, people are texting into you, and have texted in since you said you were going to interview me. Yeah, I can't really. I I would just say, and I'm, I'm fairly straight in what I say about it. Yeah. If you want good people. At the top of your firm, you pay them. Yeah. No, now, no. now, you can pay other people less 
But they might they not be as job. good a job. No, I, I understand that. And John, I'll be honest with you, I was one of the people to question this myself. Yeah. The, the, this isn't just from oh, from it's people. It's a massive amount of it, money. It, exactly, and it's not only that. It's like um, like obviously they get so many donations through all the the what's the the run they do again. Sorry, darkness into light. darkness into light and and stuff like that. Um, they obviously get donations throughout the whole year off other people so I think it's right to be questioned you I, know yeah, you are right and, and like that again I, John I, I, I kind of feel sorry for even asking you these questions There's to no a problem. certain extent because you're not like he does not work mm. for I don't get yeah, 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 like no, that I've, but people are just interested in your opinion because you're but, well because I suppose because I, I, I've been involved exactly on on the outskirts of Pieta since it opened. Look, yes. loads of people have said to me, "Jesus, including one of my own sons, mm. you know, they're earning far too much money." Yeah, and he's right. I personally he, think he's right, John, because what you're saying, right? Let, let me just get my point across here, because what you're saying is, if you want good people, you pay good money. Whereas I completely think that's bollocks. I think good people work for fucking nothing. Oh. Oh, I no, disagree. You on can't that one. do that. I'll tell you what. No, no, no. Sorry, I don't mean nothing. I mean like money isn't. Yeah, the but think about it this way: you, like you have a good money job, shouldn't be the objective. Yes, you like have a good job, Jay. But if someone offers to double your money and do the same job elsewhere, you'll go. It's this problem footballers put forward all the time. hundred like, percent, but it depends on the cause, man. And here's the thing as well: just for clarity on that, I just googled it. The CEO for uh, PA after uh, tax gets about one twenty. He earns about a quarter of what the CEO for the HSE does. Yeah, and that's like it's a different. That's bo- scandalous. But that's a charity, and that's a government. I don't, I don't think you compare them to. I don't mean they should be getting nothing. Uh, look, I, what I, I'm honestly, saying is, I, I get your point, and yeah. I know you're not. You're, you're not coming down. hundred percent. I know. Look, I know, and you've said it. Like yeah. they're doing the job. A hundred percent. Unfortunately, I suppose, and we can say this about Ireland. Yeah. And I'm going to put my hand out here and probably get chopped off now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll put a bit together. Oh, I'm dying for this job. We do it together. With the likes of... We're living in Ireland. Yeah. And our bankers, our government ministers, our other CEOs and other highfalutin fuckers in the, in the civil service are earning far too much money. And I would say, Mm. you know, unfortunately, you know, they're they're driven by money and not always by money. But at the same time, if, if you have, if you're working with Bank of Ireland and we'll just say another bank wants Wants you to do the same job, and they're going to give you more money than what you're earning. Mm. You will go to that job, but unfortunately, the massive high wages that some people are earning across the higher spectrum—they mm. all seem to be on that same kind of bracket. Yeah. And how do you bring it down? Look, like Jesus, why? Why would we be paying ex T shocks? Um, a, 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 a pension that yeah. most people would would never earn in a yeah. fucking year. I know, and th- this is only their pension, yeah. and them them would be some of the T shocks that robbed this country. Mm. 
No, we agree. Oh, yeah, no, no. And that, that, that lives in Drumcondra and never had a bank account. Yeah. 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 To expand on that point, I've had this thought in my head now for a while. I just think that all, any organisation in Ireland, you mentioned banks, governments and stuff, when you get to a certain level, it starts spreading horizontal and the corruption ekes into everything. And I say that about the guards, yeah. about the FAI, the army, you're seeing the corruption thing about them and women soldiers there not too long ago. Like that level of corruption just goes horizontal. And it stems from centrally the government getting involved in things. Like yeah. the FAI went tits up because of John Delaney. look at John Delaney. Yeah. But yeah, it's every stuff. organisation. Like a private company I work for, I'd say they're up there rubbing shoulders with them as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's but all the same. Where I was going with the lads, so I just want to make sure that I come across <laughs> clear here because, look, I wasn't insinuating they shouldn't be getting nothing. What I was insinuating was money shouldn't be the driven factor. Yeah, if, you? if you're the Dr. Martin, right? And y- you could get another 80 grand if you move to America, but if you stay here, you can help an extra 80,000 people. Like, if you're a good person, you stay here to help more people. That, that That's where I was coming from. Now, again, John, you made a, a very good point, right? That um, you don't know what work the CEO does. So shame on me. I don't either. So maybe they are entitled to that money. But like, I, I, obviously, the CEO is over. All, yeah. Like, she, she's... Sits over the board and yeah, makes she's decisions. She's sitting over the board and she's sitting over all... She's obviously the boss of all the staff that works for PA. Creme de la creme. Yeah, and, you know, I, I like... Like, she's the CEO. She's running the place. Yeah. yeah. Some people could say she should be getting more money. Do you know I, what I mean? Yeah. For the, Look, the work that they she, are doing. She is earning... It, it, it's a fairly colossal... Yeah. She'd be on about the same wage as a TD. Yeah. Just to throw that out there. Yeah. Well, look, we, we, we had to, John, because... because <laughs> Just lob that one out there, yeah, John. We let that one stick. <laughs> we had to ask you because so many people I, were yeah, asking Look, I, I, I will... And I, I was curious yeah. myself, to be honest. You know, unfortunately, it kind of it went around that, you know, the the CEO was there and the next one is there. And mm. I suppose the CEO is... She is earning a massive big wage and other people in PA that are earning wages as well. And then you have staff, um, councillors, all other, you know, staff earning money. Um, Jesus, it's funny, I was never offered a job in PA. <laughs> <laughs> Is this uh, the call out now, no, John? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> and um, I suppose if, if you look at it that way, yeah, you've got to... You ha- people have bills to pay. And I suppose when you're used to living... A very good lifestyle. You're not going to drop down. Mm. Caviar ain't cheap. Caviar. <laughs> uh, just just to balance off with a nice comment about Pieta, we have had a comment in from a lady named Danielle who said Pieta has saved me three times in my life. I swear I've never spoke to anyone else like their therapists. So fair and play to in Danielle. fairness, uh, that that's one comment live. I have got loads of comments about Pieta House complimenting them as well. Yeah. This isn't a dig at Pieta House. This is literally just us questioning, questioning. what people are, are thinking like yeah. the show is literally to give you the answers that you're looking for yeah and yeah. look I, I, I would love to be able to, yeah. to give that full yeah. answer but I will still say mm. if you want monkeys you yeah. pay peanuts and, and that's fair and enough you know it, it, it's obviously the CEO is earning a big a big chunk of money but the organisation is running yeah it's it could it, you know, it's doing basically. I would say, and I have said, it's doing the work of the HSE because the HSE do. Well, when it, it comes to mental health, if you're going health, to the hospital, yeah. When it go, comes to, I'm not going to say broad spectrum the HSE, yeah, of course. but you know, 
I would. It's a disaster. No, but you said it. You said it yourself, John. We will say the ordinary people that's working in the offices. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking hard workers. Of course, yeah. And um including me sister. Me ma and my sister, yeah. But you know, you look at the 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 ones at the top of the top and they're earning serious money. Paul needs on nearly half a million. Yeah, and you know, you can say you can say what you like. But when you're used to living a good lifestyle and you're after being a CEO of another big company and I agree with you, yeah. you're not going to drop down in wages. Like as no, you said, it's, you? it's that horizontal thing that you're saying, Fuck John. It's, not. No. it's basing the wage off other people. As I said, a TD in this country earns about 100 grand. Leo was on the debate that time. Remember the leaders' debate? Yeah. And he said the national average is 45 grand. So tell me why them tits earn two over twice the time that the national average, yeah. you know what I mean, when yeah. this sport yeah. represents us. But that's what John's saying. That ekes into every other part of society then. It's, oh, yeah. yeah, look look at John Delaney. We, you, you said the FAI. And All I suppose we could, sit, corruption, we could sit here and talk about Delaney till tomorrow morning. Yeah. The yeah. horrible bastard. Yeah. How <laughs> <Now> and <laughs> ever. Do you read champagne football? <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I have it sitting up in the house. We have it at home as well, haven't we? Yeah, and just reading about Delaney, I know me blood will boil because, you know. But John, that's every CEO Dublin of every bus, big organisation. Dublin Bus invited me down to... Uh, to their anniversary about five, about four years ago. I think they were 30 years, 25 or 30 years. And um, they, they they were presenting me with a cheque for PA the house. Oh, and Delaney was there. And I'm like, Jesus Christ almighty. He thought he was, he, well, he was somebody. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that was on the bleeding make. But, you know, he was just full of shit, like. Opened the car door and the brown envelopes fell out. Uh, yeah. None of them fell in my pocket. Why are you taking them? Well, yeah, yeah, it nice to give him a piece of your mind though, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, all when you talk to Jerry's born. You probably know Jerry. He, he, he um, works in the council, a little small fella. He's in charge of the, the, the flats there, the old folks at, at Neilstown. Oh, yeah. I uh, look, he went down there with that bollocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shaking hands and rubbing shoulders <laughs> with that bollocks. That's how you get a reputation, <laughs> John. The enemy. Yeah. Uh, John, we'll move on to the final part of the show, which is just a couple of social media questions that we got in, if that's okay with no you. Um, do you think this the situation has gotten worse regarding mental health in the last five years? Yes. Yeah. Now, would you put that just down to the C word, or <sighs> I put obviously a lot of it is down to that. Yeah, like, let's face facts. Massive, yeah. massive problems mentally mm. for people that are taking coke. Yeah, I was actually talking. I about know, it. I know, no, 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 no. no I'm I going, was trying I'm not go- to say no, it because we're going to no, get flagged on no, it. No, I'm going to. Go, but unfortunately, it does. Yeah, drugs does affect your mental 100%, health. Hundred percent. And then we have COVID on top of it. Yeah. So you have the two C's, mm. um, where people, <laughs> where people can't, and haven't been mixing. Mm. Like Jesus, I'd love to sit and have a point. I, you know, I haven't been. My last day having a point was the FAI Cup final. Go on, the Pats. We hope that Pats. And you were the one that started the motor out in Rings End, wasn't it? I was, it? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I put the bally on, and uh, you know, I had a point before the game. In Finches, and then we stopped off in Clarks and Mings and I had two points, and then went back to Finches and I had two points after it. And it was just nice to stand with the lads yeah. Yeah. and have a bleeding gargle yeah. and talk football. Mm. 
But look at what the kids are going through, John. Fuck us. We're used to doing it. We, we miss it, but they're not like they're not even getting to experience in that confirmation communion. That no. Debs, like that Debs, everyone's Debs was such a big deal, and they're missing. No, out no, on I never had one. You know. No, no, but I'm from an era when you didn't do depths. Yeah, bring yeah, on his. You probably got, you probably got a dowry though. <laughs> I did. How? Um, but yeah, so you think couldn't wait? I think I, I, Mrs. Quinn, your son's not coming back in September, is he? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, what's John's take on social media? Do you think that has a positive impact or ne- negative impact? It depends on. If if you have people that believe everything that's on social media, mm. well then it's a problem. Yeah. But you know, let's be honest, people don't put up pictures of themselves not looking good. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you've got to take it. Look at it as most certainly help people. Mm. It has helped people get in touch with me that didn't have my phone number. Mm. And then there will be people out there that Jesus, people out there that just can't abide by it and think it's absolute pony. Mm. But each to their own. Mm. You, you know, if 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 you find that social media is affecting you, get off. Well, it. then get off it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair point. Um. Next question, John. Um. What advice would you give someone going through the loss of a child? We already covered that on the show, so we we won't get into that again. Um, would you be recognised much, John? So I'm assuming that's like f- from the Lights of Secret Millionaire and because yeah. of all the interviews and uh, speaking you've done around. I suppose I haven't done an interview in a while, but I suppose, yeah. The, uh, t- t- you know, yeah, definitely dark and famous. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. yeah. Like I remember coming up Cork Street one night and I was sitting at the traffic lights and two car pulls up beside me and it was a number car and a copper puts down your window and he goes well done on the show yeah mm-hmm. and i'm looking at sure there, there would be people that notice you and then there's other people don't clondalkin definitely yeah yeah, yeah. that yeah. guy who's seen you john thought he was talking to liam brady yeah, i know yeah <laughs> 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 oh, are you saying i'm as fat as liam brady <laughs> <laughs> saying you're as famous as him <laughs> um was he as famous as us in fingless last week though that's the thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. so john walked in as soon as he walked in he wanted a picture with us didn't you john oh yeah so Jason, i said come on i have to have this on my social media i was, um, the, I was the skinny lad in the middle boy, the <laughs> yeah that's not actually far off <laughs> yeah pretty accurate um martin might say different but any mad taxi stories john we all know that taxi men have fucking mental stories so like uh, Anton happening in the back of your car while you're driving. Uh, fella, fella asked me, could he lie on the floor? <laughs> Boy, just sweating. No. Oh, right, 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 right. Fella right. asked me, could he lie on the floor? For you to get in the back with him or for whoever no, was in the back with him? He wanted to lie on the floor on his own. I'm trying to figure, like, figure out where this is going here. Right, hold on a minute. On his own? Yeah. Right. T- Picked t- him up at a house. Gave me the address to bring him to him. He goes, be all right if I lie on the floor. I look at him and goes, are you for real, pal? He goes, yeah. Now, my windows were tinted. Right, he was hiding. And he goes... Hell, was banging sh- No, it's just there's, there's a figure on me. Jesus. Oh, right. Get away from me, car. He's in the car and all at that stage. I fucking yeah. couldn't get there quick enough to get <laughs> out. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, look, there's mad. Look, I've picked up people, you know. Where am I? Yeah. The next, yeah. you know, on a Sunday morning, they couldn't tell me where am I. Yeah, look, and what? 
<laughs> uh, we've all been there. Yeah, no, but <laughs> genuinely didn't know where they were. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, but like, uh, th- them stories on top of the, obviously, the other stories that people know you of, like, I'd say you have some unbelievable stories. Like, I'd say it's incredible. And on that one, if you're picking them up first thing in the morning, they must be local to you. They're nowhere good. Yeah. No. Get, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. How often is that, like, what time you on till? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 Been busy. Been busy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy, you're busy. Yeah. 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 You're having a busy night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what advice would you give to the local guy getting in a taxi to start the conversation with a taxi man? Yeah. Other than, are you busy? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, it's a crack that, This hell is yeah. like a Kevin Hart special where he's at that bringing a full circle. <laughs> back to fucking you know, hell, hell yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you know, it's just... But, you know, we all know... We all know what people are... They're, they're just... You know what, people are just trying to make conversation. That's You're it, having yeah. a busy night, lad. Mm. You know, mm. fuck no, I wish I was. Yeah. You know, it's... It's a nice like, breaker. Yeah, it's, and that's all it is. Like, And like, I'd be easy, look, along with my hair in an hour. An hour and a bit. And, I and the rest. Yeah, and I haven't showed up. Like, Two hours we had. I was yeah. actually thinking the very same. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I haven't showed up. Like, but, you know, <coughs> and people say to me all the time, Jesus... This is why we brought you on, John. You never, yeah. you, do you ever. Of course, then they're saying you don't need a phone. You don't need a phone. Everybody can hear you. Yeah, you're a noisy bastard. That's what you, you rang me when you were outside, saying, "I think I'm outside. Well, I can hear, hear you outside." <laughs> <laughs> um, John, do you have that and going at the, the minute that you want to speak about or want to promote or like? Have you got anything on the cards for 2022 that you want people to know about? Yeah, I'm. I'm involved with Clondalk uh, and Equine Club. Okay. Um, it's a local-based equine club on the Langer Road. For uh, people that don't know what equine club is, John. Oh, right. It's it's <laughs> where local kids... <laughs> horses, Jay. You mean horses. Yeah, but not everyone knows. <laughs> right, it's where local... You know J- Jay didn't know. Right. Jay did. I did know because we spoke about it already. He's right. It could be donkeys. Yeah. You know, it could be asses. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, where local kids have their own horse in a stable. Right. And we're the only one in the country where you could, where somebody can have their own horse. And if there's any prominent businessmen out there, or women, that want to give us a few bob, um, the manager's name is Rachel Marr. Um, we're on Clondalk and Equine Club on the Fontail Road. And you are struggling for what's funding now, John. What's the address, John? You said Nanga first, then you said Sorry, Fontel. sorry, you did, didn't I say yeah. Nanga? Yeah, yeah uh, Fontel Road, sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, Just want that check to get to the right yeah. place. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're struggling. You know, it's a building that building and ground that was built between the Department of Agriculture and um, South Dublin County Council. Right. And it was built, and then they said, right. But, you know, most clubs can get funding somewhere, but. Because in Equine Club you don't get funding, right. mm. so I can't really say much more about. Yeah, well, you, you need a dig out anyway. We'll, um, yeah, we, we, you know, what we'll do. We'll put some details in the description, and uh, we'll we'll bang a post or two up on social yeah. media for you, John. See if we can help in Look, any way, shape, or form. Every little helps. Mm. Absolutely. Have you any fundraisers around coming up? Or no, there's time? nowhere to. You can't run a fundraiser because the pubs are closed. Yeah. Next you know, next question, John. Um. Does hearing other people's stories ever bring up your own story back and make you feel upset? Like, I'm assuming that, like, 
uh, obviously people saying that they feel this way, you must resonate with you and think. It would be very, very seldom when I'm talking to somebody, I would allow myself to become emotional. Because you feel selfish, probably. Yeah. Mm. You can't, when you're talking to somebody or trying to help somebody, yeah. you can't have tears Not about in their you. eyes. How do you yeah. channel that, though? How do you, how do you block that out? You switch off. You just a- again, like, I don't know. Practice, I'd say, John, that, practice. Like, yeah, like I've like only ever felt in all the people I've taught, I'd say I've only ever felt emotional a handful of times. Mm. And was that he because you knew that person better or their story was no, close to home or yeah. knew them. Um I just I don't know how you sweet I, I don't know, you just you can you can be emotional when you're finished dealing with them, mm-hmm. which I do. I'd normally go Jeez, your fucking head does be like yeah, yeah. melted. Yeah, but it's nearly a necessity for them to to be able to feel better. Yeah, like if you're crying, it's nearly like right. Well, I'm just if they're coming to you and he's about and upset together, yeah, <laughs> and they're literally very very close to taking their life. Mm. You can't be sitting there bawling your bleeding eyes out with them mm. no. because they want help. Yeah, and they and I, I don't mean this for people listening. You can't just bawl your eyes out when people are coming to you for help. If you were to go yeah. to a to a professional counselor, and I'm not a counselor, I'm a taxi driver. Mm. You can't see professional taxi driver. Yeah, <laughs> well, all drivers, all taxi drivers. Are when you get in John's taxi, does a three euro VIP rate, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, and one of we touched on a little bit already. So, um. Suicide rates are through the roof at the minute, but why does it seem that like all the media outlets are making it seem otherwise? Like they're trying to say that they're not after getting astronomically higher when they well, actually. We don't are. know that, do you? Do we not? The Man, no, the no. figures are not out yet. Right. Figures for last year aren't even out yet. Okay. I dare say they are high. Right. Yeah. But they're high. They're high. They're high every year. Where we have on average. 520 suicides a year. Oh, fucking hell. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, but it yeah. always feels like it's yeah. around that. Yeah. 500 and a around 520. And it's you're right, it is always in and around that. 10 figure. a week. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's not counting single vehicle car crashes that a car yeah. just crashes into, into a, a tree yeah. or a wall at 100 miles an hour. That's what Tyson Fury wanted to yeah, do. You cannot. Yeah. You can't. Pass that as suicide. That's not suicide. Mm. If someone dies and it doesn't look like suicide, it's not past the suicide. Well, it's an overdose, say. Deliberate overdose. Yeah. Well, you can't say it's suicide, can you? No. Unless there's a note there. Mm. Fair point. And um, so, John, when do do you know when these get released? No. When no. the statistics office. Release them. CSO, so they, they look after that and then they yeah, release they the figures early? Yeah, they look after all that. Yeah, they do. Right. If you, but if you like say last so year's figures aren't even out yet? No, they wouldn't be. I wouldn't think to be out yet. Right. Google it there. I wouldn't think so. Right. Okay. Um, you, like, and God knows, like, if you if somebody dies from suicide and the autopsy's done, it puts suicides on the, mm. on the death cert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you present yourself to any of the hospitals with self-harm, yeah, that's also put through as well. Right. That's all the questions, I think. Let me just quickly run through to make sure um, we have everything sorted here. Instagram, was it? 
Yeah. Um, John Connor Moyley's just reached out as well while Jay's doing that. John Quinn is a gentleman, an example for others to follow, and a treasure to the community. Cheers, Connor. Very nice words, Thanks, Connor. Miley. And Ross McDonald texted in earlier saying, Sorry, lads, running a bit late, but saves my family, local hero. That's right, a nice Ross, word for you, John. Nice one, buddy. Only seen Ross today um, in uh, Coffee and Kale. Yep. Diving for his coffee. Yeah, so Ross the, Hollywood. That, that was basically all the Instagram questions, Sean. But w- what I, I do want to touch on was did you hear about um, Ashlyn Murphy? I'm sure you have heard. Yeah. Um, what's, your, what's your opinion on all this? What's your take on that? I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm a bit ashamed of myself for not understanding the seriousness of girls fearing men. Like, what, like, little stupid things. Like, I was only saying to the lads before the show started, like, I was saying, like, I cross the road sometimes when there's a group of lads just to avoid any confrontation. <coughs> However, I'm a man, and they're men. You never see, Martin said a great point as well, you never see a group of girls, you're never going to be intimidated because we're men. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's funny. I, I only said this to my eldest fella, Vincent, last night. And he goes, girls are intimidated. He says, now he's two girls. The eldest is Lucy. Mm. He says, I wouldn't allow Lucy out on her own in the evening time. He said, it shouldn't be like that. No. I said, but like you, I said, I've often seen a gang of lads and I crossed the road. Mm. He said, yeah. But you're a bloke. Girls will do that all the time. Mm. See that they're, they're living in that type of fear. Not only and I said, well, I never had... Look, until I had granddaughters, we'd know... We'd yeah, know girls. girls. Yeah, 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 we'd yeah. just boys. And I suppose what happened... Look, I suppose it's the, the best way of saying it really is and it, and it has caught on she went for a run mm-hmm. that's the slogan yeah, it was you know she went for a run and look I hope they get him mm. and if it is the chap that's in hospital and but see he's in hospital for a reason I hope to I just I'd have some people might say Jesus let him recover and go through the, the judicial system I hope. don't believe that. No, you see, if, if he died on, if he died up in that hospital, he's too good for him. Yeah. You know, he died too comfortably. Pulling yeah. him out, joy, and, and let I, them I, have Adam. I, I feel sorry for the staff because, the st- like, he's under. He's obviously yeah. he's under guard of surveillance, whoever it is. Mm. And but that's if staff, it is the staff. That's if it is him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I feel sorry for the staff. Mm. They have to. Trying to save his life. Yeah. Yeah, that Fuck must him. be. Yeah. Like as you said there, Martin, let him go into Joy. The chances are he might not go to Joy. Yeah. Arbor he, Hill or something. He could go into Arbor Hill with all the other it's, non-sociables. It's, it's such a it's such a problem. And especially like um Jay, you put out a post the other day, you was you were basically saying like, you know, Raise your sons better and all, you know. And yeah. I, I fully agree with that as well. Mm. But I also do think at the same time, in some cases, not all cases, but some cases, it's just out of parents' hands where some people are just have that nastiness in them, you know. And the fact that we're in a, a day and age where women have to wear headphones with the volume down just so they can be aware of what's around them or, li- like, <coughs> even have to walk across the road or s- something like 
that intimidation shouldn't be shouldn't exist you know it's it's not fair that like I can do that I can walk past a gang of people and not give a shit with me music fully up like that that shouldn't I know I, I, it's, 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 like that, it's that this is like this one. like it's it's such a it's such a subject where like I'm so angry over it because you seen it I seen a video of the kids in in the school obviously Ashlyn was a teacher and mm. all the kids doing cards and we love you and we'll miss you yeah. and all and like those kids should never have to go to school to do rest in peace messages to that teacher. They're there oh. to learn subjects and to, you know, it's their education. That has stayed, that will stay with them now for the rest of their lives that their teacher was brutally murdered. And you shouldn't have to learn that in first class. My daughter's in first class. How would I ever be able to explain that to a six or seven year old? I wouldn't. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, like, that will stay with them. Obviously, it's with the parents as well, but like, so many people are going to be affected in this. And yet, women every single day now are going to have to, like, live in some level of fear and it's just not right. Like, I, I, to I speak can't get my head around it, man. <coughs> to speak to that level of fear you're saying, Jay, imagine how scared every single woman on this island was Thursday morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Getting up to go to work in the morning, getting on a bus, going to college, going to the shops, going yeah. to the gym, leaving the house on their own is becoming unsafe. And the best we could do as society is tell them to carry a fucking key between their fingers, don't listen to your headphones. Like, it's just not good enough. Do you know what I mean? You just need to do better as a society. Mm. Like, the fact that half of us can't walk down the road and listen to music because they're afraid the other half is going to attack them is fucking batshit crazy. Mm. Like, like yeah. it's so ingrained into them. Now, ask any of the women in your life, they'll all tell you a story where you're walking down the road, you had the keys between their fingers, they had to take one headphone out. All these stupid little tips that we have to give them that will like that we just need to do better, do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, and, uh, sorry, just one last yeah, thing. Yeah, um, no, far away, Jay. And I, I do think that it has to stop, like... If you're a man and you're being offended that people are saying it's always men, that needs like that's the biggest lot of bullshit, bullshit ever. That's yeah. just like, gobsmacked saying like, that though. It, it's okay, like in a sense that like <coughs> if you feel a type of way about that statement, okay, if you feel like you're offended by people saying it's always men, it's not fucking you. It's just the fact that it's always men. Do you know what I mean? We 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 can't like break it down any easier for you. It, that has to like be done with. Except the fact that it is always men that do these things. It's very fucking rare you hear of a woman going and stabbing like. It, well, it's, it's, most it's, of the violence yeah. that's carried, the, the major violence that's carried out in this country, and probably the world, mm. it's men. It's Statistically, men. it's men. Yeah, it's men. Yeah, and like the the fear that like the the guy that they had in originally as a suspect, um, and I think it came out wasn't him mm. on late Friday. Was a Friday night it came out, or late late Thursday night? It came out at eleven o'clock. So. People wouldn't have heard that until maybe they're on their way into work. But they'd have got up and went to bed that night, particularly women saying, Jesus, at least they have him. Yeah. They don't. And then they waken up the next morning bright and early. It's still out and there. it's out. He's released. And it, he is no longer in custody. custody and he's no longer a, a suspect. That So women are then saying to themselves, Jesus, there's still a murderer out there. Yeah, and, and as well as that, like it's not just the fact that it happened to Ashlyn Murphy. Like you go back to 2019, you had Nadine Lot that we were talking about before, yeah. beaten to the point she was unrecognisable. Yeah. You had that Mongolian lady coming home from work at half nine to AFSC, stabbed in the neck, dead. You had Alana Quinn Idris in Ballyferma two weeks ago, uh, eye broken, eye socket broken, teeth broken, can never see again. Uh, all she did was get off a bus and was followed, and two fellas hopped on it. Got released 200 for 200 euro, euro bail. 
the next day. Yeah. So like they're walking around the community where she lives, where she's trying to rebuild her life and they're just pottering around, no problem. Exactly. And then that happened a week or two before what happened to Ashlyn Murphy. And you have to look at it like a 200 euro fine. What's the deterrent? Why would they stop? It's systemic. Like women are being let down by the structures put in place, the judicial mm -hmm. system. If you look at 2021, the guards had to, Drew Harris had to come out and apologise because they dropped 3,000 domestic violence calls. So 3,000 women walked up the courage when their husband was punching the head off them to find a bit of space and get the phone out and rang and the cop was just hung up on it because they didn't fancy taking the call. Look, like, they're being let down from the top all the way down throughout the history of the island. Look at the mother and baby homes when the churches were involved. They've been second-class citizens from the inception of a Republic of Ireland. Mm. Like, it even goes back to like little things. Like, I remember being younger and me, me dad even saying to me, me, me sisters, like, be careful now, let, let me know. Like, he'd never say that to me. No. Do you know what I mean? And that's a period. Like, how, like oh, I really do feel shame that... We're only really noticing this now. Why did Shouldn't it take... have to take someone's Yeah, life? It's awful that it took a barbaric thing like what happened to Ashley Murphy to yeah. make people realise that it's not exactly. fucking okay. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And look, I, Jay, on that comment that you said, I, I really do think that's a strong part of it, you know? It's like... With raise our sons oh no I agree yeah well, no actually, I know yeah. I rang a colleague on Friday I was telling you because like, I, I was reading about this because I seen you posting that we're going to talk about so I wanted to just get the woman's perspective and, and she made a great point Suzanne if you're listening she said um, do you not think people are trying to raise their kids to do the right thing like do you not think every mother sits down with their son and tells them all this stuff like do you not think we're raising our kids like, I, like as I said to you like I couldn't I don't understand how that, them two lads in value I don't know how their parents are sitting down having breakfast on the next morning mm -hmm. like do you not think in their heads they try the best Something else happened, like something else corrupted these people into doing something like that. I think it's also like your environment as well. But it's look, a nature nurture day, debate. We're not here to yeah, make excuses for, for why people do what they do. There is no excuse at the best of times. There's no excuse for taking a life. There's no excuse for punching a woman for getting off a bus, maybe because of our ethnicity or anything like that. You know what I mean? There, there, there isn't. You know, mm. some people just have it, it like are rotten to the core. Yeah, but that, that level of nastiness in them. It's that saying, like, do you not think point. we need to raise like, the kids? Like, we're trying to raise the kids. Something has happened is, along the line yeah. that has taken them away from that nurturing family unit yeah. and turned them into a, a little monster. Yeah, no, I agree you with know, that. Not everybody, not everybody is nice or not yeah. everybody is right. Yeah. yeah. There are people out there that really just don't give a shite like. Mm. And as you said, there's nastiness, there's badness in them. And like you mentioned earlier, John, cocaine and stuff doesn't help, you know what I mean? These are things that lead to these situations getting worse. Like, how many times have you heard uh, young women say, or even people around the area, lads, oh, he got battered by, oh, he battered her last night, he was out of his face or whatever, do yeah. you know what I mean? And, and this is the thing, like, everyone has heard these stories and yeah. it snowballs yeah. into situations like what you've heard now, so it's cutting out at the root, like, stop talking to your mates if they're doing that stuff, let yeah. them know it's not right, you Na know what I mean? Name and, not name and shame them, but make sure you fucking them. allow, like, you, you say to them, it's not fucking okay, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's, it's shame on us if we're not doing that, lads. Yeah. That's how you make the difference. And that's it, that's the little difference that we could make. Like you said, it's not every fella. No, we're not doing it, but if you know yeah. someone who you think is, then fucking say it to them, grow a pair, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. But, um, Hold them accountable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, on that, I think, I think we're done, lads. I think that was a very good episode. John, thanks very much for coming. It was an absolute pleasure, as always. Again, like I said, you've no idea the amount of messages I got. I can't go through them all, John, with the admiration and respect people have for you. And from me to you as well, like, I really do appreciate everything you're doing. And you really are holding Sean's flag high. And everything you do is, has that stemming from him. And I'm sure that he'd be so proud of everything that you're doing. You told me earlier he was. <laughs> <laughs>
There you go. I'm joking. <laughs> you know, but some people are spiritual. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say no, he didn't. You know? yeah. <laughs> I just had to look at your face when I said it. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> There's a case earlier when he was talking about how he had the phone. He was going to ring off Sean's phone. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just kind of finish on one thing. Yeah, for yeah. it away. Um, an awful lot of people say uh, somebody committed suicide. Mm. People don't commit suicide. They take their lives. Mm. We're trying to get away from the word commit because going back, Jesus, before before you boys were born, if you tried to take your life, you got committed into the asylum. Right. And you also committed a sin. Mm. Yeah. And if you did take your life, you committed a mortal sin, which is no longer that. It all depends on whether you're religious or not. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Instead of saying, if you know anybody out there and you're talking about it, don't say, oh, they committed suicide. They died by suicide. Okay. It just sounds nicer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah, Jay, any final words, mate? No. Uh, just appreciate everything that you do. Like Jay said earlier, like we've all had conversations with you in the past and all. Like, and you've helped me, you've helped Jay, Martin, I'm sure, as well. Like, and I grew up with you know, Deco like, and Lisa no, and you. Yeah, he, he, I, I know Martin since he was... The pub, seven or eight. Was, yeah. yeah, no, but honestly, you've had enough long, football underneath there. <laughs> and now, since yeah. he's a little black whaler, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but John, honestly, God, you just, I just appreciate everything you do and fair play to you. Like you deserve all the praise that you do get. You know, sometimes people just don't like taking the praise, but in this case, I think you should. You know what I mean? You've mm. earned it all, definitely. Um, fair play to you, and thanks very much for coming on and sharing your stories with us. Thanks very much indeed, lads. Yeah, much appreciate it. Just appreciate your time, John. You're obviously a very, very busy man and very highly thought of and we really appreciate you taking the time to come and see us. And mm. I can't wait for the day we're in Finches and I hear a yip, yip, yip over my shoulder again. <laughs> I can't wait, John. J- j- just before I we... should have worn a cowboy hat down, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> just before we finish, I just want to say a thanks to everyone in the community that does a bit of work. Obviously, I had Susan Doyle on the podcast previously, yeah. John, and I love everything she does. I oh, think she's... super. Yeah, so yourself, Susan, everyone else that I, I'm not even aware of. Like that Susan does work. that in, in, in Robert's Howie, as I would have called him. Yeah. Now, in yeah. Howie's name. Exactly, yeah. 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 So, look, we take the positives in all the situation and you're all doing amazing things. And not just from me, from a lot of people that are from Condalkin that are listening. Again, thanks very much, John. And uh, if you need anything from us in the future, let us know. On that note, folks, thanks for watching. Make sure to tune in next week.